0: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that tries to look at both sides of important moments in history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today, we're looking at the origin of the heated cross-strait relations between the inhabitants of Taiwan and those of mainland China. The day was December 8, 1949. The defeated nationalist forces of the Republic of China established a new capital on the island of present-day Taiwan. The nationalists, also known as the Kuomintang, were led by soldier and statesman Chiang Kai-shek in a long-running war against the revolutionary Mao Zedong and his communist forces the ROC government's forced retreat to Taiwan signaled that the Chinese Communist Party had finally won a civil war that had raged for more than two decades. To understand how that war began, we need to go back to 1912, when a Chinese revolution put an end to the Qing dynasty. Rather than continue the 2,000-year tradition of imperial rule in China, the rebels instituted a one-party military dictatorship known as the Kuomintang or KMT for short. To further cement the change in leadership, they also renamed the country, declaring it the Republic of China, or ROC for short. However, many citizens were dissatisfied with the new regime. They wanted a government that adhered to the principles of communism, not nationalism. This unrest led to armed rebellions across mainland China. Eventually, the scattered rebels organized themselves into the Communist Party of China, or CPC for short. There were now two rival governments vying for control of the ROC, and in 1927, their conflict escalated to full-scale civil war. By 1949, the war was finally winding down, with the KMT losing more and more ground to the communist forces. On December 8th, nationalist leader Chiang Kai-shek was left with no choice but to abandon Nanjing, which at that point was the capital city of China. By moving the government's capital to Taiwan, a hundred miles offshore, Chiang Kai-shek was effectively acknowledging that he and the KMT had lost. As far as Chairman Mao was concerned, he had already won the war two months earlier. On October 1st, he claimed victory by asserting that mainland China was no longer the Republic of China, but the People's Republic of China, or PROC for short. He also proclaimed that the new capital city was Beijing. To go along with the new name and the new capital, Mao also established a new communist form of government, which was modeled after that of his Soviet allies in the USSR. So to summarize, by December 1949, you had the victorious communist forces of the People's Republic of China on the mainland and the defeated nationalist forces of the Republic of China on the island of Taiwan. However, even after fleeing the mainland, Chiang Kai-shek didn't give up the KMT's claim of Chinese leadership. He and his two million nationalist followers set up the same government in Taiwan that had previously ruled on the mainland. This means there were now two separate entities that each claimed to be the one true China. This situation became known controversially as the two Chinas issue, but today the dispute is a bit more nuanced than it was when both governments asserted themselves as competing republics of China. At the heart of the argument is a disagreement about what Taiwan is, the Chinese government aka the PROC, views the island as a renegade province, a piece of itself that is broken away and which someday must be reclaimed, perhaps even by force. As for the Taiwanese people, most today don't consider themselves Chinese. They feel the island is now a separate nation whether that independence is officially recognized or not. After all, Taiwan has its own constitution democratically elected leaders, and even its own armed forces. It has pretty much all of the characteristics of a sovereign state, but because of its thorny origins, its legal status remains disputed. As for the rest of the world, most countries officially recognize the PROC as the ruling party of China, with some nations also recognizing the sovereignty of Taiwan. Back in 1949, many foreign governments had hoped the nationalist move to Taiwan would make it easier to cooperate with both competing governments. However, this proved more difficult in practice, as it's hard to acknowledge the terms of one party without upsetting the other. Relations between China and Taiwan are contentious and somewhat precarious, but the peace has held so far. The Chinese government continues to push for reunification, while the Taiwanese government spurns all such advances, asserting independence instead. It's an open question whether or not decades of tension will once again erupt in armed conflict. But one thing that everyone agrees on is that there aren't two Chinas. Though why that is exactly depends on who you ask. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening.